It started so suddenly, I got oh scared. <laughs> I wish everyone at home could have seen your flinch. Anyways. Hello, lovelies. It's... Wait. <laughs> it's, it's Andy. It's Shafali. <laughs> Welcome to the As We Like It book review podcast. Well, where we talk about our... Um, talk about our favorite books and your future favorite books. <laughs> and we're also going to dive into our favorite tropes, favorite authors, favorite anythings, favorite un-anythings. I malfunctioned for a minute. <laughs> I saw. I was like, <laughs> what am I saying? Your body took a screenshot. Also, I'd love to count the amount of times in every episode we have that I say favorite romance books versus favorite books. Because oh, I switch um, it up every I time. I think we should have like a running tally. We should, just, because I realized last episode, I say it different every single time. I also, sometimes I don't say favorite on anythings because it's not written down. I feel or, like but I guess favorite anythings isn't written down it either. It says etc. and I feel like you just like vibe with it. I just decide what I'm feeling in the moment. Yeah. What's up, Shivali? How you been? It's been a lot. <laughs> I can tell. I feel like every time you have some existential crisis going on. I go through a lot every week. I don't know what's wrong with me. I had another exam. If you listened to last week's episode, which a lot of people did, which was so, so weird. weird. Our small town episode is I like s- Wait, so then it was, it was two weeks ago. Because we, we recorded it two we weeks recorded ago. it yeah, two because, weeks ago, yes. So technically, two weeks ago's episode. Yeah, but by the time this gets posted, it's gonna be like small town is gonna be so far in the rear view. Yeah, but for some reason, it's doing it's really well. Doing really well. And shout out to the lovelies, you know, because yeah. they're the, our supporters. Yeah, and they decide <laughs> which what? ones do well and which yeah. ones don't. Exactly. But if you listen to was it that episode? No, I think it's the next week's the episode that that came out last week, the enemies to lovers episode, where all I do is talk about the fact that I had an exam. Yeah, yeah, I had another one. <laughs> <laughs> the world just hates Shafali at the moment. And literally, we get back from break, and for three weeks after that, it's just straight exams. Like I'm in midterms part two. After. Yeah, but you go to Vegas in the meantime. I am going to Vegas. I'm so excited. Yeah. Also, I guess we should talk about the fact we're not oh, yeah. gonna post for at least a week. Um, a week, so you're yeah. gonna miss us the Sunday after this comes out. Don't be sad. But it is spring break. Yeah. We, and I think we got I moves it. to do. Like Shafali's gonna go to Vegas and I live her I best life. <laughs> I think you did. Shivali's <laughs> just been stressed and I want her to know that everything's gonna be okay. She's gonna go that. to what what's the hotel you're going to? Like, uh, the unless Cosmo. you don't want to dox yourself. Oh no, I'm going to the Cosmopolitan Hotel. <laughs> I'm so excited for you and I'm gonna live vicariously through you i'm so excited for you to stay in my dorm (laughs) and just to watch south park most likely i don't have plans what is south park it's kind of like a if you've watched family guy i haven't watched that either okay what have you watched (laughs) i can um i it's an adult cartoon show tree hill (laughs) it's in a cartoon show where i don't like cartoons well, okay, already strike one. <laughs> you wouldn't like this show. And it's also very vulgar and it's very stupid, but it makes me laugh. So I get it. it doesn't take I much. I feel like that's your demographic. Like, I think so. Stupid, vulgar cartoons. Yeah, I watch Rick and Morty, Family Guy. Rick and Morty's an adult cartoon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Interesting. Also, I wanted to shout out one of the lovelies who DMs me. I guess I don't want to, I, I haven't asked her if this is okay, but... <laughs> Since she does listen, she knows that if anyone ever reaches out to me about the books, she gets a shout out or they get a shout out. Yeah. So shout out to my middle school friend, Amanda, all the way in Miami. She told me (laughs) she told me she listens to the podcast and I'm so excited for that. I had no idea. I genuinely thought our audience was your parents. Yeah, I I thought so, too. (laughs) All like 75 listens we have, I thought were my parents. Yeah, I just I thought it was Shafali's family holding up the fort. I thought they just listened a lot of times. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how listens work. I don't know if it's from the account or if it's I don't how many it times is. you play it. I think it's how many times you play okay, it. Okay, cuz if anything I've contributed then because sometimes oh, I listen. I if I listen I do it off of the rough cuts. Like um, I don't listen to 
it on like Spotify. I do when we have to tell authors what timestamps. Because sometimes, oh my God, lovely. Sometimes authors reach out to us <laughs> or they know about us, which is crazy. It is. Should we talk about what happened when we walked in? It was a hang up in our lives. Oh my God. Just, I want you to die. Let me set the scene. (laughs) Please do. Walking, we decided last minute we were going to take the bus. Usually we walk here, but it's it's currently 10 degrees outside with like wind chill. So it it is. Don't come for us. Yeah, it's 13 degrees. It's like a maybe 10 minute walk, if that. Yeah. But. We always do it, but I texted Andy. I was like, I don't want to walk today. Yeah, like, it's just it's so cold. So we took the bus, and then Andy said, I want some Starbucks. We hit up the Starbucks to, you know, refuel before yeah. we get to the studio, which means we're already running, like, 10 minutes late to the time that we booked the studio. Yeah, so we get to the studio, like, 15 minutes late. Yeah. And lo and behold, I think every single person in the entire building <laughs> decided to congregate inside of this room. And it, it, it's like that feeling. I don't know if you get it. Like when you book like a study room and, yeah, there's, and there's someone, someone in, in it. There. And then you have to awkwardly be like, hey, get out. I booked this time. And then they make such a big deal of like getting all their stuff yeah. and making all this noise. And Shivali and I, we were just... Just vibing. Hey, you guys done? (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, we're 20 minutes late to our own session. Like, yeah. They they, shouldn't be there. They didn't really acknowledge us either. They kind of just... They were just like, yeah, we're almost done. I also burned my tongue on the tea that I got, and it was disgusting, so I threw it away. The tea that you drink. The tea that I drink two sips of. Yeah. No, because I thought you meant the, the train. The train? Yeah, you said the tea that I got, and I was like, the train? I feel like something is disconnecting okay. between me. Right no, now. I know, but it's the drink, the, the tea, the tea train. <laughs> yes. Where did the tra- where did the train come because from? Because when you say the tea, automatically like it puts me like the train. So I was clarifying if it was the drink. What? Oh, oh my god! The I tea. Can't. Oh. I can't with the tea. I can't. I get what you I'm walking mean. out. I get it. You made me feel stupid. I get it. I, in my head, I'm thinking of like the commuter rail that I take home, not like the green line that goes no. through school. <laughs> I was clarifying. The tea. Yes. Anyways, moving swiftly along, should we get into current reads? Sure. I don't want to talk to you anymore. I don't think I, I can't top that. The tea, I get it now. <laughs> I was like, what train are you talking Yeah, about? no. Oh my god. Okay, what are you reading, Andy? So I read five, six books this week, depending how you look on it. Because I did finish Hell Mary, but since I talked about it mm. last episode, I'm not going to bring it up again. But I finished it, it was good. And... The next book after that that I read is called The Other Side by Kim Holden. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really a romance book, but it did have romance aspects in it. But I thought going into it, it was a romance book, and I was kind of disappointed. I wasn't I've never lie. heard of that. Neither did I. It's just one of the book influencers that I follow on Goodreads mm-hmm. said it was good. So I was like, okay, great. And she usually reads romance books. Mm-hmm. She led me astray. I'm sorry. It was a good book, but it just wasn't romance. It's set in the 80s. Mm-hmm. And it's about this 18-year-old who's had a rough childhood. And I forgot his name. I think it's Toby. And he's kind of like the super for a building that he lives in. And he is dealing with mental issues. And there's also a romance aspect to it. But it's not that big of a part of the book. So I don't think it matters. It was good if you just want a book about mental health. But I wasn't in the mood for that. But I still finished it. And then I also started Well Met by Jen DeLuca. So it's taking place in a Renaissance fair, and I freaking love the Renaissance fair. Have you been? I have. I go every year with my mom. Do you dress up? No, but sometimes we wear crowns. You guys have to get, like, the full outfit. My mom has a corset. She's got to wear it. Scarlett, wear your corset. Get Andy a dress. Okay, but this is, like, 85-degree weather in Florida. Okay, get a skirt. Can you really wear that (laughs) There are definitely people who do. I don't know. No, people go all out. Like, people dress you up You need to, to go nines. all out. I don't know. I feel kind of dumb. No, that's literally <laughs> what you're supposed to do. And there's always this guy that's yelling, pickle, pickle, pickle. And he sells... <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 
<laughs> I just hear you wheezing. <laughs> he sounds pickled. I could I could have guessed. <laughs> If you sold something else, it's then so it would funny because every year I go with my mom, and it never fails. There's always the pickle guy. Can you take guy. a video for me? Next time? <laughs> I'm gonna miss it. I'm not going home for spring break, and it's only during like March, February, those months. Okay, everybody, donate to our GoFundMe because I need a video of the pickle man. Maybe my mom will go, and I'll ask her to Please send a tell video. Her I need a video. So, anyways. Well Met by Jen DeLuca, it follows the coordinator of the Renaissance Fair and a girl who's kind of roped into it by her niece. Mm. And it wasn't groundbreaking, you know? Uh, it, it had a good... It was did one you of those, finish it? Yeah, yeah. Thank I you finished know. it this morning, and uh, it was one of those, like, good concepts. Bad execution. Bad execution, exactly. I get that. So, yeah, it wasn't my fave. And then today I also started The Right Move by Lewis Tomford. So good. I'm eating my words because a couple episodes back I said I yeah, would never read it. Yeah, you're like, I it. hate basketball. I'm never going to read it. It's so good. So far, so good. It's so I, good. I take back my words. So for it's our loyal so listeners, good. don't listen to me a few episodes back. Yeah, no, it's so good. Yeah. I loved it so much. And for anyone who doesn't know, it's... The second book in the Windy the Mile City. High, yeah, Windy City series, but it's right after Mile High. Yeah, it's... What's her name's... Uh, it's Stevie's brother, Ryan. Exactly. Stevie's brother, Ryan, and her friend, Indy. Yeah. So that's what I'm currently reading at the moment. It's so good. What about you? <laughs> I thought I would just reiterate The Connection by Morgan Elizabeth, because the last time I talked about it, I was only one chapter in. So I thought I would say it again. I finished it. It was good. Nothing groundbreaking, if you will. Yeah. But it was cute. I liked it. Single mom in the small town that I already read like four books for. So I was like in it, you know, like I feel like part of the small town now. Yeah. But mostly because the next book comes out literally in a month. Uh, I don't know if it's the last one, but it is the next one in the series and then i read the final offer by lauren asher which oh is, how was it it's the third book in the dirty air series for anyone who doesn't know i think we talked about in our billionaire not the world. dirty air that's our other series sorry the dreamland billionaire yeah series. yeah get your uh, facts right sorry lauren Even asher. i know <laughs> um the dreamland billionaire series we talked about the first book i believe in the billionaire romance yep. episode and we said that we liked the books but we weren't huge fans you dnf'd i dnf'd yeah but i said it was good enough to read i liked it i liked the concept i wasn't a huge fan of the second one funny enough and i really love this the first one is really like, with, be sunshine the second one is marriage name? of convenience what's his declan name? or declan <laughs> declan <laughs> i remember when i first we had this argument and you were like declan and i'm like i'm sorry <laughs> I have such a vivid memory of us walking to dinner and you being Declan, and I was like, what? <laughs> so stupid. It's Declan. I genuinely thought, you guys, I genuinely thought his name, he was walking around with the name like Declan. Declan. <laughs> it's Declan. Okay. Um, Glad that's cleared up. But so I liked the first one. I didn't really vibe as much as the second one. And I usually love Marriage of Convenience, but it just wasn't my style. Yeah. The final offer, I loved so much. Really? I think it is my favorite. I haven't read every single Lauren Asher book, but it is my favorite Lauren Asher book I've ever read. I loved it. Oh, wow. Genuinely, I think it could have been 100 to 200 pages less. Yeah, I remember that's the comment you told me the other day. But... Other than that, I really, really enjoyed it. And I'm really excited for the spinoff series. What are the tropes in the book? It's friends to lovers to enemies to lovers. Oh, interesting. He's an alcoholic. So he has to deal with that. It's single mom. I love a good single mom trope. I know. And it's really cute. And it's forced proximity because she lives in the lake house that his grandfather is making himself for the inheritance. Okay. And it's small town, lake town. Just a lot of tropes. Kind of, but like it's not a tropey book, you know? Like same mm. with The Right Move. I feel like it has a lot of tropes, but it doesn't feel tropey, you yeah. know? But I really, really liked it. Needless to say, it's my favorite book by her thus far. And last but certainly not least, 
I am reading the last book. Well, not the last book because the last one hasn't come out yet, but the most recent book in the Queen's Cove series, which is In Your Dreams, Holden Roads by Stephanie Archer. We talked about The Wrong Mr. Right in our small town episode, which is the second book of the series. The first one is The Right Kind of Guy, all by Stephanie Archer. And Shout out to Stephanie Archer, too, who, yeah, uh, published, who listened to us episode. Yeah, and she promoted us. She did. So cute. Really sweet of her. We appreciate it. Me um, too. But it's her, Sadie is the name of the main girl. Her aunt dies and she inherits 50% of her inn and Holden inherits the other 50%. And that's what it's about. And I'm only like a few chapters in and I tried so hard after I finished the final offer. I have this thing where if I'm in the middle of like watching a show or reading a book, I'm gonna just want to consume my time with it mm. and I'm not gonna study. And as you guys know from the past few episodes, I know. all I need to do recently is study. So I tried so hard to hold off a book after reading the final offer because I was like, I need to study. I can't just get engulfed in a book because I was sitting there reading final offer for hours because mm. it's so long. It took me forever. I remember I you were reading it in the dining hall and you're like this book is so long. I feel like the last hundred pages could have been an email or something. Yeah, like no, that. the first hundred p- pages could have been an email. Genuinely, until I got to page two hundred is when I like got so into it that I genuinely had to like put my phone like on the other side of my room and be like, okay, yeah, I need to study now. <laughs> but yeah, so now I have no exams till after spring break. It's gonna be an exciting, nice life. exciting time. You just have to me. hold out one more week or until next Thursday? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so six by days. By this time, this time next week, I'm gonna be in Vegas. <laughs> by the time this is published, I think you'll be back from Vegas. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not coming back. <laughs> I keep. T- I told one of my friends that I was going to Vegas, and she's like, "You need to marry someone." Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Live your trope dream. Exactly. Or live my trope dream. I'm going to like that. be like, mom, listen. <laughs> and get married by Elvis. That's what I'm saying. I gotta. Yeah. Okay, anyway. A hunk of hunk of burning. <laughs> That's exactly what I once said to me when I walked down the aisle. Oh, <laughs> uh, speaking of Elvis, found a nice little segue. Oh, you did? His granddaughter is, is probably the inspiration for this episode, partly. I guess. Yeah, you didn't know this, actually, but... Her, I didn't until you told me. Yeah, yeah, his granddaughter is starring in the new Amazon Prime series, Daisy Jones and the Six. Yeah, which happens to be based on a Taylor Jenkins Reid book, who happens to be the subject of this episode. Yes! Ding, ding, ding! <laughs> you see where I went we with the really segue? We really went full circle. <laughs> we found a way. We went around. We exactly. Shafali has been begging for this episode for, I don't even know um, how long. Oh, yeah, because we had to scrap this and reschedule. Yeah, because I think originally this episode was supposed to go in season one, but then Diana reached out to us. Or I guess we reached out we to We reached her. out to Diana, but she responded back. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I meant. And we were just like, yeah, the Taylor Jenkins Reid. Sorry, Taylor. If you're not going to be here in the flesh. <laughs> we'll yeah, just take a step back. But it ended yeah. up working out because by the time this episode comes out, the show will be coming out around yeah. the same time. Yeah. I'm so excited for the show. Exactly. And... It's not going to be like other Amazon Prime series, like the Summer I Turn Pretty series, where it all comes out at once. Mm-hmm. It's going to come out week by week, I think. Which I'm pissed about. But I think a few episodes a week, but not all at once. Yeah. But it kind of works out in our favors because it, it'll give you more time to listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> more time to get really prepared. Exactly. So, any other thoughts about Taylor Jenkins' Reach, Folly? So, I will say, as we get into her books i think for a lot of books i have like suspended disbelief if that's the correct term what do you mean obviously these things aren't real they're not going to happen i can have an opinion and it not be even if i like a guy in a book it doesn't mean that i would want if i was the girl i would want him in real life like type of thing like suspended disbelief but with taylor jenkins read books i feel like she writes in a way that makes me be like i need the rational choice if i was in this position what would i do yeah, I get what you mean. Taylor Jenkins Reid writes realistically. She yeah, like not... so realistically that I would never pick 
there's always going to be a specific person I would pick. And I feel like it's because if I was in the shoes of the person in the book, I would pick that person. Yeah. It's very much like I feel like out of every author I've ever read, she's the one I like root very much into reality. And I'm like, okay, this is what I would do. And also, she's just a phenomenal writer. So Genuinely, good. her writing style is unmatched. Uh-huh. Every single book that I've read by her, I've read in one sitting mm-hmm. or at least at least like two days. Very quickly. Like very quickly. Yeah. And I know she's a very popular author, so this isn't any news. Yeah. But and for good reason. Exactly. She's amazing. So the first book that we have by her, because this episode is going to be kind of a look through her catalog, if yeah. you will. It's not, not all of it. Yeah, not but all of it. some. We did talk about The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo in the Taylor Swift episode. Yeah. So if you want to listen... To us talk about that, you should definitely go listen because we're not going to be going in depth. But I will say it is one of, if not my favorite book by her. Yeah, definitely. It's famous on Book Talk for a reason. Yeah. So I'm pissed that Netflix picked it up for a movie because I, know. I need a show. Hot take. Daisy Jones and the Six should have been a movie. And then Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo should have been a show. Because I, then you could have had an episode per husband. I get it. I kind of agree, but also I just want them all to be shows. Yeah, I think... Also, I wish they were on the same platform because all of Taylor Jenkins' read books are getting picked up and every single one of them features none other than Mick Riva. And it's we're going to talk about. the Mick Riva cinematic universe. And I think it's they, being torn apart. So that the same person could have played Mick Riva, but instead Hulu picked up Malibu Rising, Netflix picked up Seven Husbands, and Amazon picked up Daisy Jones. I know. The Mick Riva cinematic universe is... It's falling apart. It's falling apart. <laughs> But you know what? I don't care. Speaking Fuck. of books that McReva aren't in, mm. were you about to say something mean about McReva? I was. <laughs> for good reason, <laughs> but I'll get but into I get it. it. I get I'll it. Get into McReva's it. the worst. We'll get into him later. But for now, we're going to go to a book of hers that's outside of, of the, the McReva universe. <laughs> yeah. The MRCU, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's called After I Do, and it follows Lauren and Ryan who have been together for about 10 or 11 years. I don't remember the exact number. Mm -hmm. They met in college. They met in a dining hall. It was a very cute meet cute because he asked her out and he was like, I've been wanting to ask you out for weeks now. And Mm -hmm. this is the time where I finally gained the courage. And you kind of see a couple of chapters of their early relationship, but most of the book focuses on them you like 10 years them, into the yeah, relationship. Yeah, you see the 10-year time marks, but then the book starts when you get to them. Yeah, so their marriage, marriage. is b- basically at a breaking point. They're just annoyed to be around each other. Like, every single thing yeah. sets each other off. And I, for good reason, I guess, when you spend 10 years with a person, obviously there's going to be things about them that get on your nerves. Mm-hmm. But I think their marriage had gotten to a point that was just so unhealthy they fell out of love with each other exactly so they both came up with solutions about how to fix it including divorce open marriage a bunch of other options but ryan was the one who suggested okay what if we take a year Mm -hmm. to live out of each other's lives completely like no contact Mm -hmm. we can't talk at all and we just decide after that year whether we still want to be in each other's lives. And if we do, then we stay married. And if we don't, we get a divorce. The whole book, it only follows Lauren's point of view. So we don't really see Ryan's year, except Lauren did a thing where she hacked into his email. Or not hacked, because she knew the login. I think it was logged in on her computer. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. But... So she goes into his email because a couple months into the separation, she's really missing him. And she sees that he's drafting her emails, but Mm -hmm. he's not sending them to her. Yeah. And he's basically like vomit of information about all the things that he's felt. Everything he's ever wanted to say, but couldn't. Exactly. So she decides to do the same thing. And they date other people they, yeah, they spend a year apart. They don't have any contact. Yeah, so they act like they're single, but she's reading his emails still. So you kind of get the fact that she's still kind of in love with him, which is normal. They've mm-hmm. been together for a decade. But throughout the book, you don't know if she's going to go back to him. And I think I'll leave it there for the summary. Uh, the reason why I chose to do this book first is because I feel like even though it was good, I read it in literally, I think, four hours or something like mm-hmm. that. It doesn't compare to her other books. It's a very normal setting. I feel like Taylor Jenkins' read is so high up that her 
not as good as her other books book is still really like, good leaps and bounds higher than other people's exactly best book yeah 100 percent. here's the thing oh what do you have a problem with? <laughs> I, <laughs> I love that you can already tell when I, <laughs> just by the tone when we've talked about books so, and just like life together so much that just solely by your tone i know exactly where things are going yeah i'm trying not to give away a spoiler but i think the point of this book was is that not every love can be a passionate one there's some mm. that are just ones that you have to work on ones that are realistic there's Did also like that. there's also the the idea that you can live without someone but do you want to live without someone yes i think they're one and the same to be honest i as toxic as this may be <laughs> when i get into a relationship i want my partner to like not be able i guess no that's the wrong word I don't want them to be able to live a life without me. You know, like I would want someone to always want me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Lauren and Ryan didn't have that. And I get it. They've been together a long time. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, maybe it's the romantic in me, but I don't, I wouldn't want their relationship is my point. I could be alone in that. What are your thoughts, Shafali? I agree to a point. I think they thought that they didn't love each other anymore, but once they lived without each other, they realized they didn't because she spends, and, you know, we're only in Lauren's head, but she spends the entire book talking about him. What would he do in this situation? How would he handle this? I wish he was here. Her family was his family, so all they did was talk about him. Yeah. But... Honestly, I didn't really care as much about their relationship. Same. I feel like it was less about her wanting to get Ryan back and more about her learning what she wanted in life. Because she spent her whole... That's like us finding the guy that we're going to marry right now and then being with him forever. That freaks me out. (laughs) Like, Like, that's that's a long time and you grow so much and you become like... A a different person. A different person in 10 years. So I have no idea what I'm going to be doing in 10 years. They had to learn to be people with each other instead of being, not because they were individuals, but they were individuals together. Yeah, they needed to learn how to be apart. Like, they moved in together the second they finished college. They got married and they had a dog. And Yeah, I, I think Lauren said that she hadn't been on a date since before college or something like that yeah that like wasn't he was Ryan. obviously he was her last first date yeah and i liked that we saw her with her mom and her sister and i loved her sister's story of her just being like i don't need a guy to be happy everyone needs to leave me alone i mm-hmm. just want to like she wants to open a bakery and lauren's helping her do that and i thought that was so sweet and her brother gets married and has a child yeah and ryan has been like his father figure too his because for some reason lauren's lauren's dad dipped on her and there was no explanation for that which i guess is a running theme in taylor jenkins reads books because there's another book that this also happens an absentee father but i think that also fed into like she needed i think underlying she needed ryan's validation if she didn't have anyone else like she they talk about her and her sister were so close and they kind of just like had a younger brother Mm. so also another thing was ryan was always there for the brother he was like the brother that the brother never had like Mm. he was the male role model like the older brother figure yeah for i can't even remember the brother's name i can't either I want to say it's Sam, but that's so not that's it. Not it. <laughs> that's so I'm not gonna it. I'm going to tell you right now. That's, <laughs> that's, not, that's it. not it. So obviously we say she dates other people. There's this point in the book where she's with, like, he's not even really her boyfriend. He's just this guy. Friends with benefits. Yeah. And if you if you read this, the book, the opening scene now in their relationship, after you learn about what they've gone through for the past 10 years, is they get into a fight at the Dodgers the stadium. Dodger stadium. And then... Fast forward to her now, her friends with benefits type of guy. They get into a fight at whatever the basketball stadium is called. The Clippers? Lakers? Cl- I don't know. I, don't, I think but, so. So I think at that point of the book, like, I wasn't thinking, okay, they need to get back together because I was seeing Lauren as a person. I was like, okay, like, she's growing. She's becoming a new person. I didn't think up till that point they were going to get back together at all. But after that happened and... She ended up in the same situation again with a different guy. And in her head, she was like, 
if I'm going to end up in the same exact situation with a different guy, no matter what, why wouldn't I do that with the guy that I'm in love with? Yeah, but at that point, I just didn't want them together. Really? Like, as a reader? Because I remember I texted you when I was reading it while she was still, like, in the first initial stages. Yeah. I was rooting for them to get back together. Mm -hmm. But as I kept reading and I realized, oh, like, she can live her life without him. I I was like, I don't want them to get back together. I didn't care if they didn't get back together. I would have been upset, obviously, like, because I wanted them to. But I also didn't care if they didn't. I don't know. I just feel like my definition of love is different to theirs like i don't Mm -hmm. want to just settle if i feel like very much lauren and ryan settled because even in like their initial stages of their relationship it was kind of just like oh i saw you in college and we kind of worked so let's just date for a while oh we're dating so why don't we move in together like it just felt i feel like that's how relationships are i don't know i feel but they were also they're each other's first serious relationships like, yeah. I think that's what made it for me. If they had dated other people and were like, oh, all of those didn't work out and I found my one person. But mm-hmm. here, they were both each other's first. So I don't... But I feel like that's how life is for a lot of people. Yeah, but that's what personally freaks me out. Like, I mm-hmm. wouldn't want to end up with the first person that I'm with just because there's always the thought of what more is out there, which is kind of offensive and to any future <laughs> partner that I have. Yeah. This is Andy foreshadowing the fact that the first person that <laughs> yeah. you get in a serious relationship with is going to be the one you're with Hopefully I'll forever. be therapized by then and my fear will have gone away. <laughs> but personally, I didn't want them to end up together. And I'm not going to say whether or not they did, but... I I wasn't a fan of their relationship, basically. I didn't care until the hospital scene. And I was like, okay, this makes sense to me. I get it. Also, this is a complete side note. There was a theme throughout the book that Lauren said the sun will rise tomorrow. Yeah. And I just thought it was so cute. Because she asked a columnist that answers questions about any kind of relationship. Yeah. Like anonymous. I don't even know what the equivalent is today. It's just writing to someone Gossip girl. Yeah, writing a gossip girl. (laughs) Hey, Upper East Siders, you should divorce your husband. No, I'm kidding. What were you talking? What was your point? The sun will rise tomorrow. So basically, she writes to this columnist, and at the like last scene of the book, the last part of the book is the columnist's response to her, and it kind of encompasses and ends with her saying, "The sun will rise tomorrow," and so even on the worst day of your life, the sun doesn't care. No. <laughs> yeah, like the sun doesn't care. The sun's gonna rise, whatever. Oh, I thought you meant her son doesn't care. Oh, like, no, no. like Andy. <laughs> no, yeah, no, like N. This is a day for you where you don't understand homophones. <laughs> the train. <laughs> but even on the worst day of your life, the sun will rise again tomorrow. And I just thought that was really cute. And yeah. it, it was. Like I like that message. It was like a good way to end the book because I feel like that was them. Is they had their worst days without each other, and like the sun will rise again tomorrow, and it'll be fine. Everything yeah, like will... life goes on. But yeah, I like that message. I still recommend the book, so. Oh, 100%. Read it. It's so good. Yeah. But anyways, moving swiftly along to our second book. One True Loves. One True Loves is about Emma Blair. It has Andy's least favorite thing in the entire world, where she meets the guy she's going to be with. <laughs> oh, Let okay. me continue. She, Emma Blair meets this guy in high school. His name is Jesse. And they end up married (laughs) they basically get married fall in love and he gets into a plane crash and is presumed husbands as husbands do (laughs) he gets into a plane crash and he is presumed dead now it was their first wedding anniversary by the way side note the day that he crashed yes i think the day before so basically after jesse is presumed dead emma moves home which is in Massachusetts, quits her job and kind of rejoins the life that she never wanted to live. So basically, I kind of like jumped the gun a little bit. Emma's family owns this bookshop called Blair Books in Massachusetts, and she's felt she's always been in her sister's shadow. Her sister was always known as like the bookkeeper's daughter. She just felt 
not as cool as her sister. So she always wanted to get out of the town and she always wanted to travel. So her, that's what her and Jesse did is he quit swimming. He was like a professional swimmer, was going to go to the Olympics, but he ended up quitting. And the two of them, when they fell in love, they went and they traveled the world. So that was kind of what he was doing when he got in the plane crash. He was going to travel and he was presumed dead. Years later, after Emma kind of uproots her life, quits everything, moves home, runs the bookstore, she runs into Sam who used to work at the bookstore with her. He was a friend of hers in high school. I think he was like a few years older than her. And he and, was always in love with her. Yeah, and he ends up, or they end up, falling in love with each other. Now that they're engaged and Emma's happy and settled and kind of moving on a little bit, she gets this phone call that Jesse is actually alive and is coming home. Yeah. So now she needs to figure out what to do. Yeah, I'm going to say it. She ends up with a person that I didn't want her to end up she with. She ended up with the person I wanted her with. I remember, I forgot when I read this book. I think I read it like a year and a half ago. And I genuinely thought the only books that this author had were Evelyn, the, really? Evelyn Hugo and Daisy Jones and the Six. Because no one really talks about her other books besides maybe Malibu Rising. So I didn't even know that this book was by her until I like looked at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I remember feeling like... I wouldn't know what I would do in that situation. Oh, I was so conflicted the entire time. And then something happened. And I was like, no, it, she needs to be with this guy. Yeah. Because again, my suspended disbelief disappeared for this book. And I was like, if I was Emma, this is who I would pick. Yeah, because during the time that her husband is missing, how long is he missing for? I think it's like three years. Okay, so it's like a long time to get o- not get over it, but move on with your life. When you lose someone... I feel like you change, especially yeah, someone like, like you your ch- husband, that changes you. To your core. Yeah. When she was a teenager, she never liked reading and her parents owned the bookshop. She never wanted to she, work in the bookstore. Yeah, she wanted to go out and travel. It's all, and she didn't do that. After Jesse presumably died, she did all of that. Yeah. She just became a completely new person. I think once he died, she, I don't know, I guess she, Death just changes people, to quote <laughs> yeah. Jughead from Riverdale. Stop. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but it's true. Like It's can't. true. Like, um, if, if you had a husband and he died, I don't think you'd ever be the same. Yeah. And if he came back, I still don't think you would ever go... You can't go back to how you were. Yeah, definitely. I feel like there's no way to talk about, like, my actual feelings without spoiling, it. spoiling the book. Yeah, so I'm, tr- I'm also having the same problem. Yeah. So I'll just go for the tropes. This book has the love triangle trope, and I hate this trope. I hate Genuinely. the love triangle trope, but I feel like it made sense in a way that I didn't Yeah, because you wouldn't have the story of this book without it. Yes. But with the love triangle trope, I can't focus on a couple. Like, I can't take a couple for what it is. But I feel like there was one couple that you really don't ever see. I think that was my one problem with this book was the way that it was set up. I, It was fine. Like, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Was the first half of the book, you see Emma and Jesse, like, mm-hmm. and how they get together in their lives. Yeah. And it's kind of like after I do in that sense where it's a very quick, like, synopsis version of what happened in their lives. And then you get to part two, and it's Emma... And, and Sam. Sam, and like that's where I got the name Sam. Um, <laughs> so, and it was like a very quick synopsis version of from when Jesse died to the night that she found out he was alive. They're like lives together and then after that the reuniting who she chooses and like all that stuff is like a different part of the book yeah so i didn't like the way it was set up and the way it was written in the sense of you only really ever see emma and jesse after jesse reappears yeah like you don't really see the progression of their relationship because they were together like from high school to a little bit of adulthood i don't know exactly remember yeah what no age no no i mean we never see Emma and Sam other than when You Sam, mean Emma and Jesse? No, no, no. Emma and Sam. Because Sam says to her, please don't contact me until you make a decision. I already heard enough. I did have sympathy for Sam because what do you do in that situation? Yeah, so that's what he did is he said, I need you to let me have space and I need you to make a decision, but I don't want to hear about it until I'm ready because he's scared 
that she's gonna pick Jesse, and Jesse's scared that she's gonna pick Sam, and it's like this whole, obviously this whole thing. But it's just a sucky situation for everyone around because imagine you're in Jesse's shoes and you've been in alone in an island for like three years. Yeah, and you're expecting your wife. The only thing getting you through is like I'm gonna get home to my wife. Exactly, but and his wife is a completely different person. She aged three years. No, but I'm she saying it a from life. I'm saying like from Jesse's point of no, view. No, yeah, yeah, like. You come home and you find out that your wife is engaged to someone else. Like, that's a sucky thing to go through. But then, yeah. on the other hand, you have Sam, who's been in love with Emma for his, most... Basically, his, his Most of life. his life. Yeah. yeah. And I think he asked her out while she was with Jesse in high school. And she was like, oh. No, I oh. think he asked her out. But I don't think she realized he was asking her out. Oh, really? And she said no. Yeah. So, she was like, um... No, I'm really feeling Jesse right now. So he was like, okay, cool. So I guess that was a bust, but I'll keep my love to myself. Mm -hmm. You see her years down the line and Mm -hmm. you find out that she's single and she's suddenly taking up an interest because the way that they reconnect is because she wants to learn how to play piano and he just happens to be a music teacher. There was a thing where when she was 14 or something, she said, it's too late for me to learn new things or something. Really? And she was like, I can't pick up the piano now. It's too late. And I think she says it to Sam. Yeah. And then when she sees him at the music store, she's like, I'm going to learn how to play the piano. Because she's, I think she's going through this. I have to be a whole new person now. So I don't, again, like after I do, they don't know how to live without each other. Mm. So this is Emma having to learn how to be without Jesse. A much more extreme version. Yeah. But Yeah. The point is, if you're looking for something with angst, this is probably your book. Just because you go through a lot of emotions. Oh yeah, I it was a, a roller coaster. I don't remember my raw reaction because I read this like a year and a half I ago. I loved it, but I remember feeling like I gave it five stars. Damn, I wish she ended up with this person. No, I I was happy with who she picked because it makes sense. Yeah. I get it. There's a lot of emotional turmoil. I feel like turmoil. if you really analyze what we've just said, you can very much figure out who she picked. Yeah, but we don't explicitly say yeah. it. So that's your own fault, <laughs> lovelies. Don't yeah. analyze what we say. Yeah, just take it for... If you're listening to this on the road or on a walk, value. just just turn off your mind and then you won't get it. Yeah, I think just like a side note that has absolutely nothing to do with either Jesse or Sam, I loved the fact that Emma and her sister just became best friends they spent the whole i forgot that part whole growing up not really getting along Mm. and emma was always trying to not be like her sister because she felt like her sister was everything that her parents ever wanted from her yeah from her and she's like i don't want to be that so she tried so hard not to be like her sister and therefore they never really got along they never talked to each other really And slowly, after the whole Jesse thing happened, they formed not only, like, being real sisters, but, like, a friendship with each other, which I thought was really sweet and really The real journey was the love between sisters. I thought it was so cute. Yeah. And I loved it. And Emma's sister, she's twins, and they're both deaf. And so her and Emma go, and they take sign language classes together, and... I just think it was, I thought that was really cute and I liked that and they both ended up working at the bookstore together which is what their parents wanted for them this yeah. whole time and it just kind of happens and I loved it I just thought it was really cute which is just like a happy side note to the book yeah <laughs> and a book full of sadness there's your silver lining I think it's so funny how similar after I do and one true loves really is like if you get down to the core like the sister relationships the finding yourself without the person that you've been with your whole life, like, type of thing. Yeah, 100%. I forgot that there's something I need to say. What happened? This book has been picked up and adapted into a movie. When the movie comes out, oh I don't know. Oh, my God. But I have such a bone to pick. Like, I have... I hate I'm it. I'm so pissed off. If you've seen the trailer, haven't read the book... Read the book. Please read the book, then yeah. watch the trailer and be pissed off with me because they turned this book, this, like, beautiful book about her trying to figure out what she wants... This, like, heartbreakingly sad... Like, it's a sad book. It's not meant to be happy. You're supposed to be so stressed out with her. You're supposed to be sad. You're supposed to be heartbroken. You're supposed to be healed with her. But they turned it into a rom-com. It's awful. I'm so upset about it. Me too. I When I first saw it, I was like what like how dare they turn this book into a rom-com i know they had no right i just want to know what tjr thought about this because she clearly approved i don't know because sometimes authors once they sell their rights they don't have yeah control you're right but that, i would you know? i literally 
Yeah, it, no, I'm right there with you. I don't think this book should be a rom-com. I don't even want to see the movie, but I know I'm gonna, but I'm so I don't want to see the movie either, because I think it's starring the girl from Hamilton and... Is it? Oh, it is. Eliza. And Simu Lu. Yeah. He's Shang-Chi. Yeah, that I knew. And I forgot who's playing Jesse. I don't know, but he's and not going And for some under- reason, they're aging them up. This is a trend that I don't understand. Yeah. First, it happened with... Sweet uh, and Chocolate? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, yes. But also, yes. I'm thinking of the Colin Hoover book, It oh, Ends With it Us. Oh, It Ends With Us. With Blake Lively and, like, the guy from Jane the Virgin. Justin Beltoni. Yes. I don't understand this trend. These books are... Their age. Gen Z reads them. Like, that's the target, or not the target, but... Usually they're in their, like, late 20s, early 30s. These people are all in their late 30s, early 40s. Exactly. I don't like the fact that this new trend... No, I'm not being ageist, but I'm just saying if your audience is mostly Gen Z, wouldn't you want to appeal to them by, like, casting younger actors? He might be. I don't know how old he is, actually. I don't know. Who? Simu Liu? Yeah. No, he's definitely, like, late 30s, I think. Maybe. I have no idea. But anyways, I'm right there with but you. it pisses me off because I'm so angry they turned this book into a rom-com. Yeah, it's awful. They had no right. Anyways. Moving swiftly along to... The MRCU. The MRCU. <laughs> we finally made it to Mick that point of the episode. Cinematic Universe. Forget the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's Mick Rebus' world. We're all just living in it. I, I don't want to live in it. I wouldn't either. That he's, guy. He's awful and once once i get through my description you're gonna understand why lovelies this is a mick reva hate club yeah like is that did that make sense yeah yeah but anyways malibu rising i stayed up i think i started this book at like 10 o'clock at night and then you texted and was like do you want to clean the bathroom i was like no i would not like i only texted do you want to clean the bathroom because you asked four times yeah because clean the bathroom i know but it'd been a long time since we cleaned it but then i'd gotten comfy in bed and i started the book and then i was like no now it's not the time yeah but i would like to clarify we have cleaned the bathroom since (laughs) we have (laughs) so we probably have cleaned it since this episode came out yeah so i started it at like around 10 and i finished it like at one in the morning so finished good. it all in one sitting it's so good genuinely i'm telling you definitely i get it why it's like the third most popular book because it's my third favorite of taylor jenkins reed's book really yeah i mean what's your third i don't know yeah. i like to put them all on the same level crickets <laughs> they're all five stars for me that's the only thing so i have no idea. no i have a ranking like it's the like it's the the MRCU if you will are my top three. Yeah, no, I get it. So, anyways, getting into the synopsis of this book, it's <laughs> a dual timeline. It follows Mick Riva's r- relationship with his first wife named June, and the second timeline is following their kids. Mick Riva and his wife they meet in the fifties, and he's someone who is chasing fame and success mm-hmm. because he really wants to be a, f- a successful musician and he tells this to june and june's totally supportive of his dreams because she works at her family's seafood shop or what do you call that like a like a i don't know like a restaurant yeah <laughs> yeah she works at her family's seafood restaurant And she just has a dream of getting out and just not working there anymore. Mm -hmm. And she just wants to be taken care of. So she blindly, I would say, follows McRiva and they get married. And they have two kids at first. But then McRiva gets a little crazy because he starts cheating on June left and right. He's not a good person. Like every opportunity he gets, he cheats on her. And then they get divorced and they get married again. After a couple months, and then they have another kid, but how do I explain HUD? So, HUD, he is obviously the product of cheating. Not obviously, but he is the product of cheating. And one day, HUD's biological mom Mm -hmm. comes to June at their house in Malibu and says, a boy deserves his father. Yeah. And a kid deserves siblings. And I can't give him that. So you just, here, yeah, have this child. To June, who to June. didn't even know that she was getting cheated on. Yes. So all in all, there's four kids. and the Nina, dual- Jay, Hud, and Kit. Yeah. And the dual timeline, it follows them when they're all in their 20s. And 
It's also in the early 80s. An annual thing that the siblings always do is that they have a really crazy party every year. I don't know how it started. I think it was just because Nina was like, do you want to have a party between mm-hmm. her siblings? And then slowly but surely, everyone in Malibu started coming to this party. Not even in Malibu. Like, anybody who's anybody in Hollywood yeah. just shows up to this party. Exactly. So this party has gained a bit of a reputation And also the one thing that I will say just to quickly cut you off about the party is I love that in the book they reference people from all the other books. So like if I don't uh, there is once one reference to Cecilia Cecilia St. James. I don't know why I call her Cecilia. I don't know why you do either. (laughs) I've never heard of the name Cecilia. That's the thing. I have. I haven't. I've heard of Cecilia. I have too. So I saw the one reference to Cecilia James and then James you know who I mean I know who you mean (laughs) um but I didn't see anyone else there is a lot like but there it's just like I didn't see anyone from Daisy Jones and the six there is who I don't remember specifically but I remember at the time when I read it they're not important characters yeah like they're They're like one-off references they're side like producers or people like just random names that are referenced in all these books are referenced in other ones it could be that I haven't read Daisy Jones and the six in a while so Mm -hmm. I just forget but yeah, so this book heavily goes into the cinematic universe. It does. And a big thing to know about this book is that Mick Riva has no contact with his kids. Like he yeah. walked out on them fully like mm-hmm. two decades before. So even though they're and his And their kids, mom has passed away. So it's kind of just the four of them. That's a bit of a spoiler though. Not I think how is the spoiler the fact that she's dead isn't. Okay. So he is a deadbeat dad. They haven't talked to him in like almost over a decade. So even though they're known as McReeva's children and they kind of capitalize that off at times, they don't they don't have yeah, any contact. They with don't him. contact McReeva. Exactly. So that's the synopsis. We can get into our thoughts now, Shafali. What do you think? This is one of your favorite books. This is one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah. This book is so good. I think also I connect with it. In the sense of, I love that it's four siblings, two boys, two girls, because that's how my family is. So it's like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And I loved the idea of, like, the big... It's, like, the second weekend in August. Every summer, they have this party. And the way that it's, like, talked about is so fun. And I loved the aspect of the party that's, like, if you know about it, you know about it. Mm -hmm. If you don't you don't like like if you know her address the only way yeah i was gonna say the only way you get invited is if you know the address and not everyone knows the address and i just think that was so cool and i loved that about it i genuinely love this book so much yeah i don't think i could ever pinpoint why other than i get it i I mean it was a good vibes and also the one thing about this book is it takes place over 24 hours Mm. And so it gives the time. So it's like 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m., all the way till the night of the party. Yeah, and but it'll be interrupted by flashbacks between... Yeah, of June and, and Mick. Yeah. Mostly June. Yeah. You don't really see what Mick does other than I you know I would love to cheating. get inside Mick's... Because there are like one or two times where you get inside Mick's head. Yeah. But I would love to see the, like half of the book from his point of view. Because yeah. how can you be such a you know an a-hole but i think the thing is also i will say is it's all in pretty much mostly in june's point of view but you see what mick does while he's off cheating yeah and without his kids because it's in the other books yeah like he produces music in daisy jones and the six he marries evelyn hugo you see him throughout obviously it's the M- the mrcu <laughs> he, you see what he does in the other books yeah i don't know i just genuinely love this book so much i love the way it was set up i think it was so good and I like that every character had something going on. Yeah, like some sort of conflict. One thing I will say about this book that I didn't particularly enjoy, but I also enjoyed at the same time, mm-hmm. is that you get into literally everyone's head. Like yeah. even non-important people, who don't people. Matter. Yeah, people that are just at the party. Yeah. Like you get into their head and you get a glimpse into a little bit of their background. Yeah. Which I guess is smart on the author's part because you get to see like all these different people come together. Mm-hmm. But it was like whiplash when I just wanted to know because yeah because since you jump so many times i was like oh no but i wanted to know what kept like what would happen like yeah after this part it was just it was good but it was also a bit of a whiplash no i understand but i did like that you could see what was going yeah. on but i also think part of that was taylor jenkins reed is creating so many storylines 
and she's creating books out of them like i would love to see how like nina's, what her method is yeah i don't know literally because nina's husband brandon is cheating on her with carrie soto this famous tennis player and the next book that taylor jenkins reed came out with was carrie soto is back yeah and it's literally about the woman that nina's husband nina's husband cheated on yeah her. i would say nina is probably one of the main characters we haven't really talked about her much i think she is the main character of the kids yeah and she's the oldest, she's and the oldest. she kind of was the one who supported her siblings. She's after. also the one who was hurt the most by her dad, I think. Yeah, just because she's the oldest, so she remembers him the most. Yeah, she took care she's of She's a things. badass. I she, love her. She, I would say if anyone's ever seen Shameless, she's the Fiona. She is, yeah. But yeah, I really love this book. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. it was I just, don't either. And I don't want to say not a lot happens because a lot happens. A but, lot happens. But at the same time, I feel like nothing like money, I guess. It, but yeah. sometimes the story doesn't need that. Like, that's, Yeah, I feel like this is very much like a character based situation. Yeah, like story. it's more about relationships. But a lot yeah. does happen plot wise. A lot does happen. Especially with June and mixed relationship i feel like the the current day plot line like things are obviously going on but because it takes place over 24 hours it's kind of just like the party happens but mm-hmm. obviously things happen yeah now and obviously i don't think the fire is a spoiler because the first, the fire is the first thing you read the about the first thing you read about it's so fire. funny because <laughs> i had no idea i when i opened that book I was let like, me tell you oh. it was like one o'clock in the morning when i found out who started the fire and i was oh, like yeah. oh my god yeah. this makes sense i genuinely thought like hud burned the world down or, or not hud jay like burned everything down because he was like pissed off about something yeah and then i found out what actually happened i was like god damn no, I, I thought it was so the funny. The MRCU strikes again. <laughs> Is that a spoiler? Oh, well. That's just me. Yeah. But <laughs> this book is so good. You should read it and then go listen to the song Matilda by Harry Styles. Yeah, that's Nina's anthem right there. It really is. But moving to our last book of the night. Another book that has joined the MRCU. Woo! And N- the not inspiration behind this episode. Yeah, it took us... We've, we've gone full circle. We've made our way back around. Yep. Two, Daisy Jones and the Six. Ooh. That's the song that I you heard like at the beginning. It was... Was it Honeycomb or Regret, regret Me? It was Regret you Me. You regret me and I'll regret you. Daisy Jones and the Six has some of the most iconic lines yeah ever i think i've read in a book same one of my favorites is i'm not somebody's muse i'm the somebody and i I felt that and i found out how taylor jenkins wrote that line did you okay okay (laughs) i thought i just saw it on tiktok but i sent it to you (laughs) um yeah i thought this book was so badass it's, um, okay, hold, let me let me get into yeah, what yeah. it is. Go ahead. So basically, Daisy Jones and the Six follows this rock band in 1970. So Daisy Jones is this girl who's going to LA in the 60s and is sneaking into clubs. She's sleeping with rock stars. She's singing at these bars and stuff. And she's doing all things that rock stars did in or up-and-coming rock stars did in the 60s. And by the time she's t- about 20 years old, she starts getting noticed for being, like, really pretty and being able to sing and all this stuff. And at the same time, this band called The Six is also getting noticed. The band is led by this guy named Billy Dunn. Billy Dunn. Billy Dunn. Oh, my God. That's the name of the teacher I had the exam in today. <laughs> um, and they have this band. And so they end up... I don't remember how they get together. I think, I think it's because he, Billy wrote a song called Honeycomb. Their producer was like, something's missing. Yeah, like we need, like, yeah. Daisy kind of joins the six. And because they're already the six and she's kind of established herself as Daisy Jones, they just become Daisy Jones and the six to the media. Yeah. And they create this band. I don't know how to there's so many other things I that think happen this book but that's like kind of the basic of what happens is they kind of just become this iconic rap band in the 1970s based on it's kind of low-key based on Fleetwood Mac the band Fleetwood Mac and like Stevie Nicks and stuff so yeah I don't know I don't know what else to say without like really getting into it I would say 
the format of the book is oh it's um, interview yeah it's not like a novel yeah it's written like an interview and i will say i listened to this book and i highly suggest if you like to listen to books you should listen to this book because every person has a different voice and it's set up so it's just like read the way of an interview and it's so good yeah i read it on my phone (laughs) but i've heard that the audio is good yeah i will say this book it's Mm -hmm. about the breakup of the band i would say yeah like what led to the band and then what led to the demise of the band exactly i because it was iconic it ended in a way nobody ever knew why like they just kind of ended yeah like the general public didn't know why so i think that's why they're doing the interviews is to show this is like their tell all exactly it's kind of like harry the prince oh you stop spare (laughs) that's that's what this book is spare i swear to god just (laughs) i haven't read it but it scares me no you're afraid of the cover (laughs) it's so intense like why do they have to make him like so large have you finished it by the way no i never picked it up again (laughs) but anyways it's a total side note i would say that this book focuses on the relationships within the brand Yes. A running theme between Taylor Jenkins Reid is that even though she'll put her books sometimes in like crazy settings, she'll focus on relationships. Very much about relationships. And I think it's also about the fact that Daisy and Billy, the two front runners of the band, they kind of have an emotional affair. And nothing ever actually happens because Camila, who's Billy's girlfriend, finds out she's pregnant. Wife. I think they get married. They're already married by the time Daisy comes into it. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, they get married in the book. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, so starts out as his girlfriend. Oh, because you're not talking... Okay, never mind. Just no. kidding. <laughs> but then he becomes a dad, and I, he has a drug... Obviously, this is the 70s. They all have drug problems. He goes to rehab, like, a bunch of times. He cheats on Camila. Camila cheats on him. They're toxic. It's a whole thing. I commend Camila, because I think I she had... I wouldn't have stayed with him. She, I wouldn't have stayed with him either, because... He was a serial cheater when the when his own individual band was on the rise. Yeah. And I don't know if this is a spoiler about the hospital room. Should I say that? But it's kind of like a famous part. No. Okay. Well, he's not geared to being a family man, No, I, I mean, say. you can say it. I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler. Oh, okay, okay. So one of the things, one of the horrible things that he does is while he's like being somewhere on drugs and with other women yeah camille is giving birth to their daughter yeah alone in a hospital room like that's the kind of man that we're dealing with here yeah so she kind of pulls him to the side afterwards for good reason and was like if you do this again i'm like out if you think you have someone at home better than me yeah or something along those lines yeah you're totally wrong Mm -hmm. basically so he kind of straightens up, and by the time that Daisy Jones gets into the picture... I think he's trying to be a good person. He's yeah. He's set on being But like, they both have feelings for each other that are undeniable. Yeah, even the, the band says it, the media posts it, they're like, there was this thing between Billy and Daisy that was just undeniable, and yeah. when they got together, it was just, that's why they... Like, it was the reason that they did well. Mm. And they knew it, was because people were obsessed with the chemistry that Billy and Daisy had even though they actually didn't get along because they couldn't be together i think it annoyed them to the point where they just always hated each other i think so i think they could have i don't know i don't know what is a spoiler (laughs) this is tough yeah it just follows their tumultuous relationship and there's also other relationships within the band karen graham hands down my favorite relationship i think there's this whole thing about them and i won't, I won't get into it because it like can be a spoiler but i think at the beginning until the big thing that happened with them that inevitably ended them mm. i loved them yeah i thought it was so cute i thought the way that they got together was so cute of I, her being on the phone with him and being like just like shoot your shot basically mm-hmm. and he like runs down to go get oh, her yeah i, I remember it was that. so cute I think they got the casting right, like, talking about the show. Oh, yeah, 100%. I genuinely, I haven't seen such a perfect cast in a yeah. while. So the actress who plays Daisy Jones is the granddaughter of Elvis, uh, yeah. which is crazy. R.I.P. Lisa Marie. Yeah. I hope you're doing mom. well up in, up in heaven or down in 
under. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what type of person she was. <laughs> it's a coin toss. Things got intense. Um, also, uh, what's her name? Suki Water. Suki Waterhouse. She's Karen, and I also think that was a good choice I to love make. That. I like Camilla's casting. Sam yeah. Claflin, the king yeah. of book adaptations. He's Billy. I'm just really excited for the show. I'm so excited. And if you want more details about how the show looks like and what the vibe is, I would suggest watching the trailer because I it's think it's so good. I'm so excited to hear the songs because like reading it is like one thing, but like listening to it. Yeah. Also, I will say a problem i do have with the tv show really quick is the fact that the interviews since the book takes place well, as we interviews 100 i know i know but just from the trailers yeah since the book takes place as interviews it's them in their old age talking mm-hmm. about them in their young age and in the band yeah but the interviews that we see like in years the, years later these yeah. interviews take place like but the interviews like that their we see, kids are adults yeah yeah the interviews we see on the trailer it's them during the band so i don't know how that's gonna work yeah, out it might be different i don't know yeah i don't know but she did say a line that was her supposed to be in yeah. old age so i don't know i don't really have any much thoughts if- i will say this book was so incredibly good that i genuinely was like they're real like, oh yeah there's that the no band? way that this band isn't real like there's so much detail and so many things that happen like i was so emotionally attached to them that i was like they're real yeah i get it they're not but um, in my heart, they are. I'm surprised you don't send me birthday texts for them. They never said their birthdays. Well. Oh, the quote that I really liked that was like, when you look at me, I hope it ruins rock and roll. Oh, I don't remember that quote. No, it was so good. I was like, yeah. But yeah, I don't have any more thoughts. That's it. Head empty. No thoughts. Head empty. I think y'all should go read the book and then watch the show. Please. It's so good. Yeah. Should we go quickly through expected reads? Sure. What are you going to read? Oh, I'm going to read The Right Move because I just started it (laughs) during class today. Yeah. What about you? I'm going to continue Holden Roads. And then, I don't know, there's so many books I want to read, but I'm just like so burnt out. I get it. From school that I don't even want to think about anything. I get it. But also... I'm watching Outer Banks, so we'll see. Oh, is that out? Season three just came out. Okay, okay. That's gonna what I I'm gonna do in spring break. I haven't even finished the f- first episode because I had to leave for here. I have six minutes left. I'll watch it tonight. But yeah, lovelies, this is your reminder that we'll be gone for a week. Question uh, mark? Yeah. Don't miss us too much. If you miss we'll us, miss you. just call. Yeah, or DM us, and then you'll get a shout out in the next episode. Episode. Or just call. I feel like 99% of the people who listen to us have our numbers. Yeah. And uh, 99% of them are Chipotle's parents. Yeah. We need to get your parents on it a little more. My parents literally my parents tell are me. My dad doesn't, down the fort. My dad doesn't know that I do this. And then my mom <laughs> is like, I've listened to an episode. And I'm like, Your mom's Thanks. an avid Instagram liker, though. <laughs> she she always comments. She always likes. She always swipes up. Thanks, Scarlett. <laughs> yeah. I love you, mom. But should I play this one? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Play us out. Shivali, it's been a pleasure. Always. <laughs>